fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it and they don't like that. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. What a wild weekend. I got to say, there's a lot of crazy stuff going on in the world, and we are smack dab right in the middle of it, and we try to keep you posted on all of it and a heck of a lot more. Hopefully, you had a wonderful weekend. I, I hit a bit of a panic button today because I realized that next weekend is the last weekend before Christmas. We have exactly one week left before Christmas. Next week... I know I'm reiterating myself. Next week is Christmas. I don't know if you're prepared for that one or not. So get prepared and be ready, I guess, because that's all I had to say about that. Welcome into the program broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station all over the country, radio, TV, live streaming and podcasting. Thanks for joining us. Your millennial general reporting for duty like we do every day. We got one heck of a show lined up today. I'm going to try and cover as much of it as we can. There's more than what we can cover in a one-hour program, which means we probably need to extend the show at some point because, good golly, we have Peter Navarro, former Trump advisor. He's joining us at the bottom of the hour as he is ignoring a subpoena from House Democrats because what are they doing? They don't have any other issues apparently to work on. They don't have inflation rates. They don't have you know uh, a violation of freedoms. They don't have vaccine mandates. They don't have serious issues going on right now. They need to worry about what Trump was doing, and they're opening up investigations on literally everything the Trump administration has done over the last four years. Right now, they have the January 6th investigation going on, which is stupid in its own mind. But now they've opened up an investigation on the former administration's response to the COVID-19 pandemic. Yeah, yeah, that's that's where we're at now. That's where we're at now. Just throwing that out. That's where we're at now. We are doing an investigation on the COVID response. Did he properly handle the COVID-19 pandemic in a way way that Democrats wanted him to handle it by shutting things down, forcing people into vaccines, not allowing people to actually go out and actually function in society at all? He didn't handle it the best way. So now they've subpoenaed Peter Navarro, former Trump advisor, to come in and talk about the administration's response to COVID-19. We'll talk with Peter coming up at the bottom of the hour here in just a little bit. First and foremost, I got to throw this out there. I talked about it on Saturday on my local program here in the Wichita area, and we wanted to give our thoughts and prayers out to everybody affected by the tornadoes that happened on Friday and over the weekend because, good golly, there were like 24, 26 different tornadoes in six or seven different states. It was one of the longest-lasting tornadoes. There were multiple ones all over. They covered multiple different states. They were high-end tornadoes, and it's very sad. It's very scary. I get it. I live in the Wichita area in Kansas. I mean, the National Weather Center's tornado chasers are based out of Kansas where I'm at. So we get the tornado thing. We didn't have any in our area, but I get it. So thoughts and prayers out to everybody destroying buildings left and right, destroying complete towns, destroying an Amazon building, destroying nursing homes and killing over 100 people as of right now. I think in Kentucky alone, they've confirmed like 75 deaths. So it's a terrible ordeal. And it's frustrating to hear the politics come out of an issue like this promoting climate change, which this to them helps build this build back better plan that they're trying to promote and go on on the campaign tour with right now. They're saying, oh, look at this. We're, we're trying to rebuild the country so where we don't promote things and, and put things out into the atmosphere because that way we don't have things like this. 
And it's sad that they're trying to politicize, but again, never let a crisis go to waste, right? I mean, that's the Democrat motto, and that's what they've done. So it's sickening, it's saddening, and it's frustrating, but thoughts and prayers to everybody out in these states that have been affected by this. I've been watching some of the video. It's terrible. I've been watching some of the rebuild and where the rubble's at right now. It's absolutely devastating. So it's it's heartbreaking. I don't know what we can do with it. Uh, maybe we should try and put together some type of fund to donate to some organization or charity trying to help out. I don't know. We'll have to work on something like that. But it's terrible. And it breaks my heart to see that people are actually having to go through some of this stuff. So, I I, I mean, outside of that, there's no other politics to talk about. We could talk about the climate change issue and how it's a bunch of crap from the Democrats. But we already know this issue. We've had Gregory Wrightstone on the program many times from the CO2 coalition. There's nothing new to talk about here. It's not related to climate change man-made climate change it's not related to global warming it's just a phenomenon that unfortunately happens and it happened a little bit later in the season because it's been warmer for a later period here in the wichita area where i'm based out of it's mid 60s today tomorrow's supposed to be like 70 degrees 70 in mid-december it's 70 degrees in wichita kansas that to me says that things are just a little wonky. Now, when weather, winter does hit, it's going to hit with a vengeance, or it could be reasonably not bad and pretty mild this year, which I'm okay either way, honestly. I am I am enjoying wearing shorts still in the middle of December. I didn't wear any today, but I've been wearing shorts and enjoying that. At the same time, when it gets really, really cold, I'll enjoy that as well because I enjoy the cold exposure for the health benefits of that too. So either way, I'm okay. I'm not one of those people that likes to complain about the weather no matter what the weather is. I know a lot of people that do that. I just, I don't. I take it, whatever comes, and okay, cool. It's 80 degrees, let's party, baby. Or it's negative 20, that's cool. Let's go outside and do some cold exposure, baby. I'm all about it either way. Really doesn't bother me. But the never let a crisis go to waste, we're seeing that being applied to just about every policy from Washington, D.C. right now in every aspect. Not just Washington, D.C., really every state government as well. We have the Biden administration still desperate desperate to try and win over approval ratings and it's not working they're not doing it but they're desperate to try and win over back their approval rating going into midterm elections there's a video floating around right now on social media from the biden admin page the joe biden page on facebook i'm sure he put it on other social media as well i saw it on facebook here where they're trying to inflate the number of jobs that joe biden has created since he took office just 10 months ago And they're trying to show how popular that Joe Biden actually is by inflating said numbers. Now, just in case you're unaware, there was a COVID-19 pandemic that hit over the last year or so. Just throwing it, you may not have noticed, may not have crossed your path, may not have affected you in some way, shape, or form. But there was a global pandemic where we shut down half of the country. Joe Biden's trying to take credit for all the jobs that are coming back by businesses reopening after the pandemic. I know, I know. Here's what they said on the page on Joe Biden. Since I was sworn in on January 20th, our economy has created nearly 6 million jobs, a record for a new president. Now, it's one of those little scale things that you see, and it increases, and it says jobs created in the first 10 months of a presidency. Under Biden, the economy has outperformed the past four Republican president job growth numbers. Now, they're not talking about Democrats. It's specifically Republicans because look at all the great jobs that we've created as Democrats because he's created nearly 6 million jobs. Now, it's just not true. It's a lie. It's a farce. And I think people are starting to realize, wait a second, you're blowing a lot of smoke up here. You're putting on the smoke screen and you're you're lying 
not even trying to hide it. You're just openly lying just because when the the economy shut down in 2020, obviously because of COVID-19, it was something that was advised to President Donald Trump because he was so unpopular. He didn't handle things properly. He didn't do things right. And they told him, you need to shut down the economy, make non-essential businesses shut down, try and shut down the mom and pop shops because, well, you could be spreading COVID unless you actually take these precautions. So we did. We had a massive skyrocket of unemployment claims all over the nation. And we had COVID-19, obviously, uh, uh, relief come from the federal government to help departments of labor across the different states to try and help out with these ridiculously high unemployment numbers because you weren't allowed to work, you weren't allowed to go to work, you weren't allowed to open up your shop unless you were a Democrat shop that actually serviced different elected officials on the Democrat side. Then you were allowed to, but you weren't able to. Now we're opening things back up. Now, we still have an over 4% unemployment rate in the nation, so we haven't even gotten back to where we were. Under Trump, and rightly pointed out by some individuals on social media that were commenting on this, Trump got it down in the 2% for unemployment rates. He fine-tuned it. We have never been that low in like less than 20 or 30 years. He fine-tuned the system by creating jobs for inner-city communities for minority communities that don't normally get these opportunities, he was able to create opportunities by getting more people into the workforce. Like never before, the economy was rocking, baby. And then COVID hit, things shut down. They blamed Trump for a bad economy after telling him he had to shut it down. So when things opened up, let me ask you a question. When things open up again, do you? I know, this is a very difficult challenge. We need to make this a game show, apparently. When things open up and people go back to the jobs that they had prior to COVID-19, is it replacing a job that was there before or was it creating a new job? Let's think about that for a second. According to Joe Biden, they say that it's creating a new job. Oh, oh man. Oh, man. No, that's, that's not the case at all. We still have an unemployment rate higher than what it was under Donald Trump right now, but yet they're claiming 5.875 million jobs created in the first 10 months of office because we've gotten the vaccine and people feel more comfortable with that. And now we've increased our jobs by actually opening things back up, not to the fullest extent of what we were before, but we're starting to reopen. Now you have the mass exodus going on in the work uh, work field right now because people are tired of the vaccine mandates and didn't want to deal with that crap. They're leaving their jobs to start their own businesses, which is good, but it's really a sign of the fact that they're tired of the private sector and corporations telling them what to do and all the red tape that the government is putting on corporations that they have to abide by. They're just going out and doing their own thing, becoming freelance workers, becoming private contractors, and there's nothing wrong with that. When Trump created jobs in the first 10 months of his administration he created 1.799 million jobs in the first 10 months now that was with a uh kind of rocky economy from barack obama but let's remember the scenario there shall we we're coming out of barack obama donald trump wins the election in november he announces hasn't even done anything yet announces that he's going to be cutting taxes And the economy takes off. Boom. They try to put it. Oh, look at what Barack Obama did going into the last little bit of his his office. He had one of the longest recession recoveries in American history. So let's put that aside, Barack Obama. I don't want to talk about you for a second. Donald Trump wins the election in November. He just announces that he's going to do tax cuts 
on private sector and business booms. Corporations start reinvesting in themselves. People start expanding their businesses. They start hiring more individuals. The economy already starts rocking because of the announcement, not even the implementation, but the announcement of good jobs under Donald Trump. If you remember, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, he didn't get any massive tax cuts until the fourth quarter of his first term. We're about at the same state right now in the Trump administration that we are in the Biden administration when Donald Trump actually got massive tax cuts. Because when he first got into office, it was all about the lockdown with uh, DACA and with the immigration issue and all these other things. And then he ended up passing tax cuts at the end of the year, right around this time after the economy was already booming. And then it just took off even more so from there and he fine tuned it and actually made more jobs. And so and we know the story. But he didn't even cut taxes until the economy was already rocking and it took it to an entirely another level. That's from anticipation of the government getting the hell out of the private sector. Joe Biden, the only imagine this, how pathetic you have to be to try to claim that the only success you have in your first 10 months of an administration is to claim that you brought jobs back that were there prior to that had to leave because of a global pandemic. And now they're back and you're saying that's job growth. We still have over a 4% unemployment rate, nowhere near what Trump had it at when he ended up uh, before the pandemic and ended up leaving office. This is pathetic. It really is. But this is all they have because they have nothing else to run on going into a midterm election. And it's funny on their little charts here, they only used Republicans since Ronald Reagan because they want to try and use this for a political point going into midterm elections. The Democrat socialist policies of higher taxes, higher regulation and government control is somehow creating jobs. And it's not. You've passed one piece of legislation in 10 months. You've signed over 60 executive orders. And you're trying to say that you've done something heroic in some way successful. And it just doesn't make any sense to me. With Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show and check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier-holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show, fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com.
Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program, and here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right you are. 24 minutes past the hour. I'm feeling good. Ready to rock and roll. Ready to fight the good fight like we do every single day. Thanks for hanging out with us today on a Monday here on The Voice of Reason. Radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting. Programming note for you. I have been super diligent at work over the weekend. I'm getting, got to be honest, getting tired of like seven-day work weeks. But uh, it's all fun. It's all good stuff. And we're growing. We're expanding. We're doing really awesome stuff. Trying to add some more features to the website which you can go to the website at HoosierReason.com, H-O-O-S-E-R Reason.com. There is now, for those, and we have some that listen to the Podbean live stream. We do live stream as well, audio-wise, on Podbean, which is our host for our podcasting site, and you can listen to it there. We have a little chat room, which you can go on to, and you can listen to it if you're not near a radio station that broadcasts uh, near you. So you can go to Podbean.com or HoosierReason.Podbean.com, and you can find our profile there. But now we've officially gotten on, gotten the live stream onto the website to where you can listen to the audio on the website at HoosierReason.com. So you can just go there. You can listen to the live audio feed there. Uh, I think I'm working out some kinks with it, and it's a new feature from Podbean uh, to where I I just went on to kind of monitor it, and it sounded kind of choppy and kind of weird, so not sure why. Might be something on there. Might be something on my end. I'm not sure. We're still working out that kink, but it's a brand-new feature we just got on the website. Uh, I've also updated some of the blogs on the website because I realized I didn't post. It's on the newsletter that you get at the beginning of every month, but I hadn't posted the blog on the website as well. So I got that up there. We've been adding a lot of our social media links on there. We're adding some of our partners. We have some really big news coming up here in the next couple of weeks. I don't know when I should announce it because it's not quite set up yet. I want to make sure it's all good to go. So I have that and stay tuned in here on the show and you can find that as well. But uh, we'll have a new outlet for you to be able to find the show and watch us, which is really, really awesome. And I'm talking like really, really big platforms. So uh, stay tuned in for that opportunity and some information as well. So we're just growing like a weed and 2022 is going to be a really awesome year. And I'm super excited about it. Uh, All right. Peter Navarro coming up at the bottom of the hour here in just a couple of minutes. Former Trump advisor. We'll get him on this economy thing is absolutely ridiculous. Looking at this is according directly from the Bureau of Labor Statistics. This is not some right wing news source, some, you know, crazy blog, some obscure news site. This is directly from the Bureau of Labor Statistics. I want you to think about this while we try to get the economy back on track. Unemployment was hovering around just under 3% under the Trump administration all the way up until February of 2020 when the pandemic hit. We shut things down, jumped up at near 15% unemployment by between, uh, I don't know, March, April, whatever. Unemployment skyrocketed there. And now since then, we slowly trickled back down and back down and back down, trying to get people back into the workforce. Now we're hovering right around 4% again. There has been zero job growth outside of getting people back to where they were before. No one can claim that there has been job growth in the nation. There has been a reinstitution of what was. A little bit, but not something new. If we created 6 million, put this into perspective for a second. 
if we had, let's just say, on average, a 3% unemployment rate under Trump, and it hovered over that with with Biden going into the new administration, let's say a pandemic never happened. And let's just say a 3% unemployment rate was the unemployment rate for Trump and then for Biden coming in. Six million new jobs would make it a 0% unemployment. We would have more job. We would have more workers out there than what was actually on unemployment before. And we'd be having to bust people in left and right just to cover that with new jobs being created. That's the type of mentality that they think they can get away with by lying to you, saying that they've created 6 million jobs or 5.8 million jobs, whatever in the first 10 months of the administration. It doesn't even logically make sense. But then again, what from the left-wing progressives actually does make sense when they try to claim victory on something they didn't even do. But it's a state of paranoia. It's a state of panic. It's a state of desperation because they have nothing else to run on. You got to remember, in national politics going into a midterm election, you piggyback off of the record of what the administration who's in charge is doing to say, If I get elected as a Democrat congressional candidate across the nation, I'm going to continue this agenda X, Y, and Z that we're doing so great on at the federal level. They can't do that. It's going to hurt them all across the board. Republicans are going to take over in the midterm elections, and we're going to start getting things back on track. We just have to stay vigilant. Peter Navarro coming up. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. When Reason Meets Radio. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Radio, TV, live streaming, podcasting, wherever you may be watching or listening. Trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that five-pound bag. Trying to rebrand the millennial generation one radio listener at a time. So during the break, call up our guest, Peter Navarro, former Trump advisor. Great guy. Author of the book as well, In Trump Time, A Journal of America's Plague Year. And he goes, ooh, totally meant to try and reschedule this. I'm about ready to go on a TV interview. Can we do do something different? So we'll get him on the show later on this week. We'll reschedule and talk with Peter. Great guy, wonderful individual. You would think that, and I've seen this so many times before, this is why the Trump administration was so unique, that everybody in the administration was so accessible. They reach out to you know, large markets and small markets and national shows and local shows all over the place, and they're so open to talk about everything. Try and get a hold of the Biden administration. Try and get a hold of Joe Biden himself. First off, he won't remember you because he doesn't remember himself half the time. (laughs) 
See what I did there? Uh, but at the same time, the Trump administration was extremely transparent and open to try and get their message across, which helps, by the way, with campaigning and networking. It also helps with people actually understanding what the hell's going on for you and I and for people who may not be involved as heavily into politics even after the administration. So we'll get Peter Navarro on the program here soon, but uh, he was about ready to take a TV interview. He's like, ah, maybe I can do it for a couple of minutes. And I said, no, don't worry about it. And we'll get him on uh, for an extended period later on this week. So no, uh, nothing off there, which is quite all right, because we got plenty to talk about. So let's get into what's trending here on the program. What's trending today? I got a message, by the way, on one of the social medias that said, Andy, when are you going to make your announcement on the big news that you have for 2022? I, I want to make sure it will come this week. We'll put it this way. We'll, we're going to do it this week because it may be happening by this week or the end, of, uh, the end of this week or next week. I'm waiting for a few little technical things to make sure that it's going to work, make sure everything's running smoothly. I don't like to say anything until it's actually done. So that way we don't try and give some false hope here, kind of like the Biden administration. Again, <laughs> see what I did there? I'm on a roll today. Thank you. I'll be here all day for the stand-up comedy show. <laughs> um, no, so we'll have some big news coming up here in the next week or so, and things will be happening in the next week or so. We're also working on some really, really cool upgrades with the website, with some of the social media stuff. Uh, if you notice, if you do go to the website, whosyourreason.com, we have some new features on there already as well with the live stream audio. We also have some new cool stuff and some new graphics and things looking good. I've been you know, playing around with some of the graphic design stuff and getting some new logos on there. So just some nice flashiness to keep things upbeat. And uh, you can always check that out at whosyourreason.com and the websites and all the social media with the handle at whosyourreason. That's H-O-O-S-E-R. All right. As we talk about the lack of approval from the Democrats and Joe Biden right now, New Hampshire's come out with a new poll for Joe Biden showing that his approval rating is in the tanks, by the way, and that's his home territory, isn't it? That whole northeastern corner of the country. His own area doesn't like what he's doing. In a survey conducted last week for Thursday and Friday for the New Hampshire Journal, Biden's overall favorable and unfavorable ratings showed 43 to 56%. Meaning, 43% people saw him favorable, 53% is unfavorable. Republicans led Democrats 47 to 42 on the generic poll in terms of which party voters would prefer to be in the majority of Congress. So again, people wanting Republicans to be there, that's fun, 47 to 42%. Of unaffiliated voters, 57% had a strong, unfavorable view of Biden, while 59% of swing voters felt the exact same way. That's huge. I don't know if you understand the impact of a poll like that. Now, you could get something like that in Nebraska. You could get something like that in Texas. You could get something like that here in Kansas, where I'm based out of. You could maybe get some of that in some of the other regions. But in New Hampshire, a far left progressive state doesn't like what Joe Biden's doing. And again, we've talked about it before. It puts them in a bind. What are they going to do? Do they boot him out and put Kamala Harris in? Do they find a new replacement for Kamala and then boot him out? Do they just put Kamala Harris in power? What do they do? She's got a lesser approval rating than him. But this is huge because what are they doing as a Democrats as a whole right now as the party? Again, not focused on current events. We have a debt ceiling. Just to remind you, we have a debt ceiling that needs to be discussed before the end of the year. In the next two weeks, we're going to decide whether we have to raise the debt ceiling or not. Now, Mitch McConnell said, Again, this is Mitch McConnell. You can take him or leave him because he says one thing and then does something else, or he just gets really wishy at times, and then he tries to get hardline at other times as well. You don't know what to expect from Mitch McConnell as the head of the Republicans on the Senate side. He said that they weren't going to raise the debt ceiling, and he said if you're going to do it, 
you're going to have to do it without Republicans. That was like two months ago when we were debating the infrastructure bill, two or three months. Now he's saying, oh, we're just going to have to because it's just going to have to be done. So more than likely, we'll see the debt ceiling be raised again because it's really not a ceiling. It's just, oh, it's an arbitrary line. Let's go ahead and just cross it and we'll just raise it up later instead of actually keeping us intact financially and economically in the country by us not raising the debt ceiling, printing off more money and creating massive inflation like we're seeing right now at a 6.8% uh, inflation rate nationally across the country. So instead of dealing with those issues, Instead of even focusing on the Build Back Better plan, which is what Joe Biden's doing, but the rest of the Democrats in Congress are not doing, they're focused on other issues. They're doing their own special pet projects. And to them, when they don't have an agenda to run on and they realize the Build Back Better plan is not a popular agenda to run on for the midterm elections, they have to find something else. The Build Back Better plan is supposed to be, which is why Joe Biden's campaigning on it really, really hard right now, it's supposed to be the grand legacy of the Biden administration and to move Democrats into the midterm elections this year as well. It's what it's supposed to be. The $5 trillion spending, this is our budget, this is what we're going to do. We're going to rebuild infrastructure, not from what they tried to say, not from our grandparents' infrastructure, but build it anew so that way we can have more envir environmentally friendly things. Time to stop just kind of repairing our grandparents' infrastructure. Yeah, that was Sharice Davids on the campaign trail in Kansas City. A congresswoman out of Kansas as well from the third district there, hardcore lefty, a AOC wannabe. She's part of the squad, but she tries to keep a little bit quieter. Wait, they don't want to rebuild the grandparents' infrastructure. They want their own infrastructure bill now. They want to do something new. They want to do something. If they rebuild the whole country, that would be a legacy for Democrats to run on. But yet they realize it's extremely unpopular. They're trying desperately to get enough attention to it just to try to pass it. So what are Democrats doing? They're trying to find their own ways going into a midterm election. They don't want to campaign on that. They don't want to focus their attention on that. They want to focus on what Democrats do best, which is going back to the old uh, to the old well and trying to find ways to attack Republicans, which Donald Trump is still that face of the Republicans, which is why they're not only going for a, a committee to investigate the January 6th uh, investigation issue by the mostly peaceful protest. And I love using that term of the mostly peaceful protest in Washington, D.C. on January 6th. They're now after also going after the Trump response to COVID-19. Why? Why? What could have Joe Biden done any better? Because Joe Biden said he was going to eradicate COVID-19 within the first few months, get us back on track, and by the beginning of summer, have everything back open, everything opened up and ready to go again. And it hasn't happened. Now they blame it on the unvaxxers because, you know, people that are unvaccinated are just killing people and spreading the virus all over the place. Yeah, and you know what's crap? crap you know it's not true but that's what they try to say so that's their argument is well there's again always an excuse never personal responsibility or taking credit for anything it's always they didn't allow us to go as far as we needed that's the old adage right now isn't it socialism didn't fail in the past it just wasn't implemented to the fullest extent because there were always the naysayers that tried to say no and stop us if we could just implement socialism altogether 110 percent, it would work beautifully in my nice little fantasy land where i chase dragons every day <laughs> but that's where the democrats are right now so the democrats trying to build their own legacy to run for re-election of hey i went after donald trump 
even after he was out of office. I pursued the January 6th committee to investigate what really happened with that mostly peaceful protest. I tried to investigate to see whether Donald Trump handled the pandemic appropriately because they had nothing else. Now, look at the difference here, shall we, between administrations. Donald Trump started something during the pandemic by creating a special committee run by the vice president of the United States. It was the COVID-19 task force, if you remember that. And nightly, I know because I was operations manager at the radio station that I work at, and I would come in in the evenings for a two to three hour press conference, staying late because Donald Trump wanted to hold a press conference every single night to give an update about COVID, to talk to the media, to get an update from the task force and to see what was going on. I know because I worked super long ass nights that night in those nights, trying to stream those even on the weekends. I'm not complaining about it, but I remember it. I have justification. I have verification that it actually happened. What has happened during the Biden administration? They tried to use the same model. The first issue when they first came in as well. Look at the hordes of illegal immigrants coming into the nation. We need to create a task force. Kamala Harris, you're the VP. Handle the task force. It hasn't happened in a bomb big time. They tried to push the mandates for the vaccines. They got shot down in courts. They tried to get people back into the economy. The inflation went up 6.8% year to date right now. Things are insanely bad for the Biden administration. So what do they do? Go back to the old well. We hate Trump. We're going to investigate Trump and we're going to bring the Trump people to justice. That's going to be their talking points on the campaign trail. They got spooked with the election in Virginia. When Democrats lost their safe haven with their governorship there, they got spooked. The fact that people don't like their utopian power and taking even power away from the parents in the public schools. They got spooked with all of it, so let's go on the attack, not for the defense of our actions and for our policies, but go on the attack of Republicans because that's all we have. And it doesn't work when you're in the majority. You have to change political tactics. You have to change campaign styles. You have to change your strategy in chess when you're winning compared to when you're losing. And with them in the majority right now, they should be on the offense. They're on the defense right now by going vicious and going nasty and going negative in their attacks. And it's already starting to bleed in. Now we have more COVID news, which we'll talk about when we come back. More COVID news about Omicron because the Biden administration doesn't know how to handle it because people aren't paying attention to him any longer. And that was supposed to be the safe haven for his administration. More coming up. Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. The progressive left seems to find new and creative ways to limit freedom, abuse power, and trample the Constitution each and every day. That's why we need the knowledge, resources, and common sense to push back. And we can help with that. Visit our website at HoosierReason.com. There's some really great stuff for you. You can read the latest blog discussing topical issues and current events. Let us know your thoughts by filling out our monthly survey. Keep track of what I might be doing or where I may be speaking. Listen to the podcast of your favorite guest or show and check out our latest Voice of Reason product infomercials. Plus, you can find upcoming show schedules and guest lineups to plan your radio listening appropriately. And finally, make sure to become a Hoosier Holic by subscribing to the free newsletter. Stay up to date on the latest news of the show fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at HoosierReason.com. Again, HoosierReason.com. Go check it out. Why? 
because it's kind of the reasonable thing to do. Miss part of the show? Don't worry about it. There's plenty of ways to catch the program. And here's how you can do it. First, make sure to tune in every day right here on your favorite radio station. We're here for you. Second, subscribe to the podcast on any of your favorite sites. YouTube and iTunes, Spotify and Google Play, TuneIn, Podbean, and more. Have the show automatically downloaded to your favorite device. Last, visit our website at HoosierReason.com. You can listen to the podcast, catch our special features, and more. It's the voice of reason on radio, TV, and online, helping you defend and preserve this great republic. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. You're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Last segment goes by way too fast for a Monday. we got lots more coming up all this week. We have literally every day scheduled with guests until the end of the year, so stay tuned in. We have a lot of really cool stuff coming up. We have some fun conversations. We'll start lightening up on the politics a little bit as we get closer to Christmas because I don't want to you know, get your heart rate up a little. Although, I do want to put the bug in your ear so that way it's doing in your mind, and then you lash out at the family dinners for Christmas time and be like, It'd be hilarious. I'd love to see some of the response on those. We need to start doing that. We need to start having videos of uh, family dinners of people losing their minds on political issues. I personally, I just think that'd be entertaining. Why? Because we need to talk about these issues. We have to have the conversation at the dinner table. We have to have the conversation at the family dinners. We need to talk about the issues. Don't put the blinders on and ignore it. Talk about it. Talk about it with your family. Talk about it with your kids, especially. Talk about it with your relatives. And if they don't like it, then they can just not talk about it. But let them know where you stand. That's just the kind of guy I am, though. That's what I do. That's why a lot of the family during my family dinners are like, Andy's here. Uh, Yeah. And you know what? Hey, you know what? They can agree or disagree. I don't really care one way or the other. I think it's kind of entertaining. So we have new news from the Omicron variant and from COVID-19 is we have a new push to try and get more vaccine boosters. Yeah, I know. What's trending today? So Dr. Anthony Fauci, the head of the NIH and the guy that's supposedly leading us through this entire pandemic because he's done a swell job so far. Thank you, buddy. Says if it becomes necessary to get another booster, then we'll just have to deal with it. And it's all because of the concern about the Omicron variant. Now, if anybody actually looked and did any research and actually talked to doctors in South Africa where this originated from, they'd realize that it's not very dangerous in any way, shape, or form. It's less dangerous than any of the other variants. Sure, it's more transmissible, but that seems to be the focal point because during this entire pandemic, they're like, oh, Delta, more transmissible. Hey, wait, hold on. Is it a serious? Well, no, but it's transmissible and it's more. You could get it easier. Okay, but is it less dangerous? Well, yeah. Okay. So why do I care if I get it or not? Because it's more transmissible. See the ongoing vicious cycle here. I get in these arguments with my head because I already know the arguments are going to make on the other side. I want to throw this out for an example. While they're starting to talk about a third booster Wait, we have one booster now, a second booster or a third booster or something else that could be widely used for the Omicron variant because apparently now 
every time there's a new variant, we need to get a new booster, which is going to be the mandate here relatively soon. They're talking about in London, according to Boris Johnson, he says that right now Omicron represents four in 10 infections in the entire state of uh, the city of London. And tomorrow, quote, it'll be the majority. According to official data from the European Union and from uh, London, or from the UK, cases are growing up by 48% in a week in worst-hit borough of Barking and Dagenham, and as the numbers continue to climb for Omicron. Now, here's the crazy part. They just hit their very first death from Omicron. Only one. One death. We have 40% of all the cases in London, which is a large amount. And it's going up by near 48% a week right now in all these other little areas in, in the United Kingdom. And they've had one death. Now, I don't know the health background of that person that died because now to some that are very paranoid about this stuff, they say, well, look, somebody died. That means you need to wear the mask. You need to social distance again. You need to go get your vaccine. You need to go get the booster. You need to panic and live your life in fear because somebody died from this. Oh, my gosh. One person died. I have no clue about their medical. Were they overweight? Did they have prior existence? Because if you do, again, look at the data, again, people that have died from COVID-19 have had an average from four to six prior existing conditions or other ailments that led to the death as well that COVID-19 exacerbated, which is why you protect the people that are actually vulnerable to it and leave the rest of us the hell alone. But oh no, this is now the push to try and get you to do more vaccines. After Omicron was announced and the media did their hysteria, vaccines here in the U.S. skyrocketed again with people going out and getting it without knowing any other information. Never let a crisis go to waste. We had at the same time, obviously, with the whole tornadoes that happened over the weekend, the push for climate change, a big push for the Build Back Better plan. We'll rebuild things. Support the increase in spending for the Environmental Protection Agency. Support the spending of individuals at the federal level taking ownership of your money and your right to try and save the environment because a look at the tornadoes that happen. Never let a crisis go to waste. Fauci, if it becomes needing another booster, we'll do another booster. We're going to mandate you to go into any public transportation, to go out in public, to go to restaurants, to go to stores, anything. Not until you only just get the vaccine, but you get the boosters as well, because then you'll be protected from the Omicron variant that has killed one person that we know of. It's the first death I know of anybody in any country from the Omicron. But be very afraid. Be very scared. It's coming to infect you. And it may not do anything, but it'll infect you, and you need to be scared of that. There it is for the day. Time to speak up, speak out, speak loud, speak proud, speak the truth, and always speak some reason. This is The Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. Have a great Monday. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, we're there for you. Find us at Hoosier Reason on any of your social media platforms. You'll see special commentary, links to the articles and news that we use on the show, and videos of the broadcast. Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners. And you can always sign up for the Patreon site to get exclusive content, maybe hear show products before we air them on the radio, and a lot more. And when you support us on Patreon, you also help the show be able to fight for conservative values each and every day. So it's a win-win. Just find us at Hoosier Reason on all of your social media platforms, or you can find a link to all of our social media sites on our website at HoosierReason.com. We know you're on social media already, so bring some reason into your day. Why? Because.